Hey guys, and welcome back to my Spotify original podcast, Inner Monologue. First of all, I just want to say a huge thank you for all the love and support. I literally feel like I'm dreaming, like what is life? I really hope you're enjoying it so far, but this podcast wouldn't be half of what it is without you guys. So please keep sending through your questions, comments, feedback via my Instagram at Lavinia. That plug actually segues perfectly into what today's episode is about, social media. I can't wait to share more of this side of my life with you and tell you all my weird and wonderful experiences. Okay, so today's episode is about like YouTube and social media. I mean, Instagram, TikTok, all that jazz. It is quite like a strange world. And I I love listening to podcasts and YouTube videos about like other people's experience with it because like, it's such like a complex world. Like it's all just so bizarre how normalized it is to comment on everyone's life. I literally, like, I'm obsessed with some people as if like, and I think I know them as my best friend, but like I've never even met them. Like it's just such a strange world. And I thought I would kind of share some of my experiences with you. Kind of tell you how I got into it, what my thoughts are on it. Cause, like, I feel like I haven't like delved too much into like the behind the scenes stuff about YouTube. So I think this will be quite an interesting one. So I asked on my Instagram story as usual for some questions regarding the topic. And I've selected a few to go through today. The first one that we're going to talk about is, do you find it hard sharing your life with the world? Yes, 100%. Well, no, because I love oversharing. I'm such an oversharer, you know me. I overshared too much to the point I've actually had to like tone it down a bit. Like I used to tell you like, every time I would go to like to the doctor and like tell you everything that the doctor did to me, like all these weird stuff, like all my tests I did. And it was just like, no one wanted to hear that. I would tell you what like my bowel movements and like even my mum had to sit me down and be like, Olivia, I know you like telling your audience things, but like you need to draw the line somewhere. I like, I, if I had it my way, I would tell you everything. But then it kind of like starts to affect relationships and just like my personal life, it's because it's, it's like hard to draw the line. Like where where do you have a personal life and where do you have like your work life? But the, the hard thing is I don't see YouTube as work. And like, I don't see like my audience as work. Like I genuinely see them as friends and I love telling them things about me. And like whenever I meet my viewers and stuff in the street, like they know all this stuff about me and they're like, you probably find it so weird that I know this. And I'm like, no, I absolutely love it because we can have like such funny conversations. Like people come up to me all the time. They're like, I have an ingrown toenail too. And I'm like, I love that for you. And I love that you know that I had ingrown toenails. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it like really makes a strong relationship with your audience. Um, but at the same time, sometimes sharing that much can put you in a bit of a vulnerable position, I guess. Like, I get kind of protective around like my family or relationships. Um, it kind of... Uh, friendships it, it doesn't really affect like I love sharing my friendships online especially if they do the same job as me I'm like why not let's make fun videos and like post it online but then like sometimes I over not overshare but like I share like my family on the internet and like if anyone ever says anything about like my family I get so protective and then I'm like I don't even want to share them on the internet anymore I get so protective but then I don't want to hide things it's such a, like a dilemma in my life I think I've gotten better at it now I don't overshare as much I definitely like I live my own life for a few days of the week and then the other days I'm vlogging and I share everything with you but no I, I definitely think I, I share I share a lot enough to like make my audience feel like they know me I guess I would hope they feel like they know me but I, I I've definitely toned it down slightly from my earlier days it is like it, it's such a hard balance to find but I guess that's the whole thing because you want to stay like relatable and you like not that, like I'm trying to be relatable but like I, I want them to feel like they know me and feel comfortable around me. But I also don't want to tell them every time I've got diarrhea. And that, that's okay. I don't have to tell them every time I've got diarrhea. My mum has let me know that that's more, more than okay not to tell them. So I, I've stopped a little bit. If you could start your whole 
social media again like what kind of vibe would you do what would you change I was actually thinking about this today um I I was actually watching one of my old videos because I was trying to find a recipe for something that I I made ages ago I couldn't find it I was trying to make sweet and sour tofu it's actually great if anyone can find the YouTube video that I did where I made sweet and sour tofu please let me know because I searched my whole channel the other night trying to find it and I couldn't find it but I did watch a few old videos in the process and it was just so weird like seeing how much I've not changed um I definitely not like I hate when people say like oh I miss the old Olivia because like watching it was kind of like god like I really put on this persona not that I put on a persona at all like that that obviously is me but I think I was trying like so hard like if you I I don't I would urge you not to watch one of my early videos I've actually like privated a few because they're just kind of hard to watch it's like I'm so over the top the editing is so over the top I guess that was like in style at the time the whole like did you ever watch Antonio Garza she still makes YouTube videos I love her YouTube videos Emma Chamberlain really over edited and like they were like my two favorite YouTubers and like even like people say oh you were trying to copy them or you're like a b-tech version of them it's like when you listen to music and you think oh that kind of sounds similar to this person like if you like or listen to like a say like I'm a music artist and I listen to Beyonce or I listen to like Tower the Creator sometimes my music might be inspired by them a little bit because like they're my favorite artists that's like how I'm trying to put it but like yes my YouTube videos can like be inspired by other YouTube like people I watch like um the editing can sometimes be inspired maybe like a youtuber I like will do this certain thing with editing or like do a cool angle and like I I'll be like oh I love that like I want to put that on my youtube video and like I still do that to this day and do it a lot less though so like what I'm trying to say is in my old videos I definitely did it a bit too much and I just like I felt like I was like trying to be someone I wasn't uh and I was like very I I, I still I'd say I'm still like pretty hyper in my videos I definitely toned it down a bit but like back in the day, I think I was like just trying so hard to, I don't know, kind of be like this like crackhead like energy. Remember that whole thing like, oh, she's such a crackhead. Like I was definitely like trying to like play that up. And now I think I've definitely toned it down. And I, I just feel like I'm more myself and I'm more comfortable just like talking to the camera. And I feel like now I feel like I'm more talking to a person. Like I feel like I'm genuinely talking to you when I'm making my YouTube videos. Whereas before it was like kind of like, not like I was like press play like act this character like it, it like I was more like acting like not acting at all like it was still me I don't want you to think that like I was like just pretending to be someone I wasn't but it was definitely more of like a switch switch on switch off kind of thing whereas now I'm like I literally just record my day and I chat to you as if you're like my best friend which I, I much prefer I feel like people sometimes say when I so that's what yeah, I get a bit pissed off when people are like um oh like I miss the old Olivia like bring the old Olivia back she's changed so much because I'm like I actually haven't changed like I'm still the same person like maybe I've just toned it down a bit but like if anything I'm more myself now like people say like oh like she's gone like so fake since she moved to London like I think I'm more myself than ever now uh so if I could start my like social media again I think I would maybe tell my younger self to be a bit more like my authentic self um but like I get, it's where it got me today like I'm I'm so glad because it got me like my amazing audience and it's given me all these opportunities so I, I honestly like I wouldn't change anything maybe I'd change my Instagram my Instagram is horrific like if you scroll down my Instagram because I don't post that much on Instagram I'd say I have like a hundred posts maybe 150 posts I don't know don't quote me on that but like I haven't deleted any of my old Instagrams they're all still very much there like with like the sepia filter if you scroll down my Instagram you will be like why has this girl not archived this stuff like this stuff needs archive it's like photos of like the sky and I'm like sky was pretty dot 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 like no filter hashtag 
Insta size. Like it's still very much all up there and it needs to be taken down immediately, but I kind of like it. It's just like such a jump because like you can be on like my, my Instagram now, which is, is like, my Instagram is shit. I was about to say like, cool. Like it's not cool at all. But, like it's like a, a pretty normal Instagram now. And then you like scroll down for like, I'd say like three, like not that much, like two seconds. And you've got like, what was it called? Like Camwell, Pickwell, I can't remember. Like, you know, there's like editing apps. Like I've got like collages up down there. I've got the worst things on my Instagram. But you should go have a look sometime if you want to see my old Instagram. That's the only thing I would probably change about my, my social media. Everything else I don't regret. My old Instagram, I regret. Someone has just asked, did you find that becoming famous meant you lost friends? Uh, no, not, well, so I obviously started you, I don't also, I don't think I'm famous. Like, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think social media people are famous. I think there's a few that are, like Charlie D'Amelio is famous, Emma Chamberlain is famous, but like, I'd say like YouTubers in the UK, it's kind of different with UK YouTubers. Like, I'd say like a lot of the YouTubers and TikTokers in America are actual celebrities because they have like such a vast following because obviously America's huge like the likes of Bryce Hall and all they have a ridiculous amount of followers like you have to say they're famous whereas like it's much more tame here in the UK like I would say we're definitely just influencers Molly May she's a famous influencer I think but um I definitely have not lost friends. I started YouTube when I was in school and I had like a really good group of friends. Like I'd say there was like 10 girls. I'd been friends with them. I'd been friends with like one of them, like Susie, since I was, I don't know, four, three, three or four. And the rest of them have been friends with since I was nine and I'm still best friends with them all. They did not care at all about my YouTube, which was so nice. Like they were, like they were obviously so supportive and like in everything I did. Um, but it didn't like affect our friendship or like change the way they looked at me at all. They all go to uni now, so it's like hard to see them as much. But like when I see them, it's like as literally as if we were in school yesterday. Like they come to London to see me. They came up for my birthday. I've got a few coming up to say with me this weekend. Like we just like it's it has not changed anything, which is so nice and it's so good to keep your home friends. And like I think keeping your school friends is like the best thing you could ever do. Like we have the best memories. Like we always sit and look through our old photos. Like we used to go to like summer camp together, but like. My mum and like their mums would just try to enroll us in as many summer camps as they could because they just wanted rid of us the whole summer, as they should. I will be doing the exact same thing with my kids. But it got to the point they kind of ran out of like the normal summer camps, like the tennis summer camp was done, the hockey summer camp was done. So they're like, right, what's next? And they found this one, um, which basically was called, I think it was called Mobile Team Adventure or something. So it's like a bit of an adventure one, which is a bit, a bit quirky of them. But they're like, yeah, let's enroll them, fuck it. And it basically turns out that the summer camp was based like in the river Lagan, which is the river in Belfast. Now, I don't know if I'd call this a river or literally just like a swamp. Like it is dark brown. It's disgusting. It's not like a nice, like it's even probably worse than the River Thames. I'd say the River Thames looks quite blue sometimes. And some days I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty blue. No, the River Lagan has never looked blue in its life. It is like brown, dark brown. And my mum sent me to a summer camp with my friends just to swim in the River Lagan. They, they put us in wetsuits and life jackets and just chucked us in. Like it was the, it, it wasn't a summer camp. It was like, it was abuse. Like there was rats in the, in the river. There was swimming rats in the river. Like just like three nine-year-olds swimming in the river with rats. And that was a summer camp. So like we, we went through that together. So I don't think there's any, like we would never break up as friends because we went through that together. It's pretty traumatic. Um, so I've never lost them, no. I've still got loads of friends from home. And then with like friends, I've made so many friends through social media. I was kind of skeptical at first. Um, I'd heard a lot about like, everyone in social media is really fake. 
and like you you need to like watch your back and like people will just use you and stuff i feel like i'm a pretty good like judge judger of character um so when like I, when i moved like i got such good friends there's definitely a few people i have met and i've been like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna not well yeah kind of steer clear of you like i know like they might not have the best intentions and that's fine like every path in life you're gonna find people like that i don't think it's only in social media you get fake people or like people are using you like for like a certain agenda but no i i really have made some amazing friends through youtube and it's really nice because they are all kind of doing the same thing like that's one of the main reasons i didn't want to move back to belfast was because no one really in Belfast, like uh, my friends in Belfast, well also I hardly have any friends in Belfast because they're all at uni in England, but like no one's really doing the same thing. Like the work, like the work schedule for like a, a YouTuber slash social media influencer is like completely like whenever you want it to be. Like some days if you don't have any work on, like it will literally be like, can we go like make a TikTok outside? Like there is no work schedule. So but, but like no one else in Belfast had that work schedule. So I was kind of like, I don't really have any, like I wouldn't have anyone during the day. Whereas like in London, a lot of my friends are YouTubers. So we all have the exact same work schedule. So we can like go out together during the day, maybe like take some photos, which is really fun. Or like we can go make a video together. Not that I actually do many collabs. I would actually love to do more collabs. I think collabs are really, really fun. But like only with like people I know, like friends. I think that was such like a weird era of YouTube when people used to like meet up and do collabs they'd never have met before. Like how did they even, like I could not do that. Like I get so nervous. Well, I guess it's like me being on podcasts. I once went on, I've been on two podcasts in my life and obviously it was the first time meeting those people. I'm quite like, I'm, I'm not sh- I'm shy as such, but like, sorry, that was really posh, sh- shy as such. But um, I definitely am a bit, a bit giggly. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it whenever you first meet me. Like, so I've been on two podcasts and if you've listened to them, I think you'll know exactly what I mean. Basically, I do this like, it's not a fake laugh. I just, it's a bit, it's a nervous laugh. Um, I, I, la- I overcompensate on the giggling whenever you first meet me and that's really evident in those two podcasts and I, I cannot listen to them back like when they came out I was like if I, I cannot even listen to the first second of this because I know I'll just be like <laughs> ah, I can't do it I really hate it I hate it so that's why I'm like I could never do a collab like that because I, I like everyone could just tell I'd be so uncomfortable and shy but yeah I definitely have not lost any friends doing social media if anything I've made a lot more friends than I I ever thought I would do so someone's asking now like kind of what behind the scenes I'm saying with a brand deal like do you just do the post or the video and then get the money how do you get the money so I watched Molly May's video recently with her manager and I loved it because it really gave like an insight of like the behind the scenes which I don't think a lot of people know about and like why why I guess why would you know about it like the behind the scenes so I'm gonna give you like what, what like my experience is with it I, basically I started YouTube and within a few months I like gained a few followers and someone approached me and was like I'd like to be your manager like uh, we're not gonna sign any contracts but like I'll get you a brand deal and I remember I got my first brand deal the month I started Upper Sixth I was absolutely buzzing I was like mum and dad this can be a real job now and they were so happy for me um, and I was with that manager she was so so lovely for a good like I want to say eight months and then I got 
approached by this company called Gleam who work in London and I I knew who they were because I used to be obsessed with like Zoella and Alfie Days and like Joe Sugg and all them and I knew that they were all signed with Gleam I don't know why I knew it I, 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 was, a wee, I was a wee bit obsessed I knew everything about them and I knew that they were signed with Gleam and I was like oh my god it's the big shots like I don't even think like Zoella does YouTube anymore but I don't know they are a really really great management company and I kind of had it in the back of my head that I wanted to move to London because this was like they kind of approached me like during the pandemic and I was like if I go with them then that's like an incentive to move to London essentially so yeah I signed with Gleam and they are now my management and I've got like a specific manager within the company she's like so she she basically either reaches out to like brands I would love to work with and kind of like introduce me and say oh like she would love to work with you like let's set something up or like let's set up a meeting or else like a brand will approach her and say like we've got like this kind of campaign for Olivia um and then she'll ask me she'll be like do you think this is a good fit for you like do you want to work with them and then a lot of the time like I, I only really work with people that I like already use or like I free- like I, li- I like to kind of do like longer partnerships with the brand for example like Function of Beauty like I've been working with them for a year because I use them every single time I wash my hair so it's just an easy one to do instead of like picking up a new hair care brand every time I'm gonna do a brand deal because then it's like I I probably won't even use like I, I won't have used it before but say I haven't used something before but I'm like really interested in the product and like really like excited about potentially working with a brand and they send you the product you get to try it for a bit and then if you hate it you just go back to them you're like nah, yeah that's not for me or if you love it then you can like talk about maybe what like working together and then obviously the manager like sorts out the whole contract thing I would have absolutely no idea where to start with a contract they send it over to me to sign and this is really bad to say if I, I don't even know if you said this but I have never read a contract I've signed that is terrible isn't it like I should definitely read the fine writing but like I don't know I don't have the concentration spam to read a full contract like I've been having this thing recently where I've been like um how did I say this my eyes have been like going out of focus anytime I start reading something or like I like I, my eyes just like blur and I, I can actually do it on command as well. I can like unfocus my eyes and it makes my pupils dilate and undilate really like really like quite amazingly. I think it's an incredible skill, but it's been like happening like far too much recently. Like I will just zone out. I used to do it a lot in lessons and it's like, I'm not looking at anything. Like I'm looking into like blank space. It's, but it's, yeah, I just know that that would happen to me if I even attempted to read a contract. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I also think like it's gonna like ruin my eyesight because I do it so often like unfocusing my eyes it can't be good for you so yeah that's why I don't read my contracts but anyway my manager sorts all that out and then yeah I work with the brand and then once that video is done the managers like send an invoice which to be honest I still have no idea what it is what is an invoice who knows like please tell me leave it leave a comment down below not that you can leave a comment on a podcast but what what is an invoice i would love to know i just know that they send an invoice and then eventually you get paid but you know you don't get paid to like i think it can be like six months after you do the brand deal which i find really interesting um so like i could do a video in january and not get paid until like july in fact i did a brand deal like i, I think i did a brand deal last year and i only got paid for it now like 12 months later down the line which is yeah so it does take a while to get the money in and then you also get paid by youtube every month uh, for like views and stuff which varies every month it's like adsense so like every time someone watches an ad you get a, a portion of that money i think i'm not really sure how that works but it's called adsense so like that's like a staple income and then your is it staple or stable who knows and then your manager 
like obviously get to your brand deals and stuff so that's how that works I hope that gave you a quick insight to what it's like but like I literally love my manager so much so I obviously only met her like probably a year ago maybe yeah probably around a year ago and she's like very young but like she's amazing like she's literally got me like the coolest stuff ever like she knows exactly what I like like she just knows me through and through but then she's also like a really good friend like anytime I don't know I feel like darn about something or I'm getting a bit of hate like she literally calls me and like just sits and lets me like run to her like she always comes around for like coffee like she's just like it's really like it's a really nice relationship I have with my manager which I like I don't think people really know that I feel like people probably think like your relationship with your manager is probably quite like worky and like strict but I have like the best relationship with my manager ever I know I know like from watching Molly May's video I was like their relationship like her relationship with her manager is incredible I think a lot of people have a really great relationship with their managers managers are the best like well in social media a lot of the time they're like young girls which I love like I think the comp like the what you say the industry like the social media management industry is definitely like really dominated by girls which i think is incredible but yeah all my managers have always been amazing someone said how do you cope with hate do you just ignore it or do you use it to improve things so hate's definitely not something that i have conquered yet um i've definitely gotten a lot better at like ignoring just like a petty comment if someone comments like you're clapped on my TikTok. I'm like, I literally could not care. Like, I'll, I'll just ignore it. Appearance comments, I don't really care about. One time someone posted a photo of me jumping off a boat and captioned it, whale returning to sea. And I was like, okay, that one stings a bit. But I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I, I kind of giggling at that. So like, I don't really care. So like appearance ones, I don't care about. It's more kind of like, you know what it is? If I share something and someone has an opinion on it, I don't care. Like, if I shared my flat and someone's like, I really don't like her flat, it's really ugly, I would not care because I know that I like it. It's when people start assuming things and like accusing me of doing things that I haven't done or kind of like just sharing false information really like gets to me because I'm not gonna sit ever I'm not gonna be that kind of person that sits and comments on stuff about me being like this isn't true or like replying to comments being like this is a lie I swear like I'm not gonna defend myself to people who I don't even know and a lot of the time the people that are writing comments or like sending me messages are fake accounts so I'm not gonna interact with a fake account obviously that's more frustrating than anything else uh, and that that's what I get most upset about and like I even I got I've been really upset recently about that like, people just like oh I don't even know being like she's changed so much that but that really pisses me off because I'm like I haven't but I'm not going to comment be like I haven't changed because I'm like you are entitled to have that opinion and like a lot like how I cope with it is ringing my mum and crying down the phone <laughs> that is my like coping mechanism and then a lot of the time she's like Olivia if you don't wise up <laughs> and I'm like oh you're making things so much worse and that it's just a constant cycle of that but then like no she, my mum's amazing like she does listen to um me like ranting about here and stuff she gets it as much as a mum could get it like it's like I she does say a lot oh just ignore it like you're getting such nice comments as well which like I completely agree with like I actually like majority of my comments are so nice and I love my comments and they're all like people are like I feel like I've got like inside jokes with a lot of the people in my comments which I love and then I get one bad comment and I'm like, oh, mom. Like I rang my dad last week actually and was crying about something on the phone to him. And he told me to grow a set. And I was like, ah, excuse 
that's me. Did you actually? Uh, obviously, I rage hung up and I didn't speak to him for four days. I gave him the silent treatment, but then I, I gave it in after four days because I was like, I'm a bit homesick. Can you speak to me now? <laughs> I came crawling back. But yeah, I, that is my main way of coping. It is the most like, it's such a foreign concept. The fact that like I can get that upset about a fake a fake TikTok or a fake Instagram writing comments about me but it's just like it's it's hard not to it's not a natural thing to see that much criticism about you a part of that question was saying like do I use it to like improve things or do I like use it constructively I'd say yes if it's like viable like I'm trying to think do I I'm sure subconsciously I probably do Sometimes if someone says like, oh, like her accent's fading, she's putting on like an English accent, then I will subconsciously like really pronounce my like my Belfast accent. I'll be like, no, sure, floor. <laughs> like just to like make a point. But anything else, it's like no one really gives me constructive criticism that much. A lot of it is just people saying things for the sake of saying things because they like hitting on me which is fair enough, do what you want. I just like, I don't understand it. I have never in my life left a nasty comment. Like, I don't understand what goes through people's head to leave a nasty comment. That's like another thing. A lot of the time I like sympathize for people because like obviously they're not in a great place if they're sitting online writing nasty comments about you instead of like, I don't know, doing something productive. Um, So I do feel like sympathy for them, but yeah, it's it's just an odd concept. It's an odd thing here, isn't it? I wouldn't wish it upon like my worst enemy. I wish like it was more, how do you say, like controlled hate. Like I definitely think like Instagram has, I don't know, the technology to control hate. I like, I do not get the worst of it whatsoever. Like people get it a lot worse than me. Um, I remember there was a big like uproar because they were able to like, Anytime you said the word coronavirus, they were able, Instagram were able to put something about um, like how to donate to the like or like information about the pandemic on your story, but they weren't able to block certain words like derogatory terms or anything like that people were using to hate against other people. And there's like that. That's why I think like they have the technology to stop this, but I don't understand why they haven't. I do control my comments a lot which people get like pissed off at me for because on TikTok you're actually able to like block certain words from your comments so like it's a way of like controlling if people are leaving nasty comments about something certain say people are being like Phil's ugly like my cat then I would just remove the word Phil from my comments if it was really upsetting me that is a complete like that that would never happen because Phil is beautiful but like just for example um so I do that quite a lot and yeah people get annoyed they're like why have you blocked this word like don't delete my comment and stuff and I'm like it's my comments like why would I let someone else like write nasty stuff about me on my page like that is the most like weird weird thing to get annoyed at someone about like obviously I'm not gonna let that happen on my like it's completely under my control why, why would I want that on my page so I feel like I've given you a bit of an insight into I guess my experience with social media there are tricky parts of it but like I do love social media. I'm completely and utterly addicted to social media. Like my screen time is horrific. I will I will admit it. But I don't know, it's so easy to like do something creative on social media. Like it really like gives you an easy accessible way to I don't know, be creative, share things with your friends, like 
like make videos like I love making videos it's like my favorite thing to do and I can't believe it's my job and I wouldn't change it for the for the world and like if hate is what I have to like get just to like have the most amazing job in the world and like have the best audience ever and like literally create like a little community then I'll happily take some hate but yeah it, it it's it's a weird world social media and we're, we're all like learning together but yeah I hope you enjoyed my my thoughts and feelings today uh, i'm now going to probably go scroll on social media for the rest of the day but yeah love you bye inner monologue is a spotify original podcast produced by spirit studios with raymond tanner as my producer make sure to follow inner monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to dm me your questions for next week lots of love olivia